Hello and welcome to the home for Infinite Losers, the podcast where in the next five minutes we're going to talk about the entire Dragon Ball franchise, every episode of everything. <laughs> I'm Luke, and I've got the same people as always with me. I got Emily. Hey, it's me, Emily. I'm so sorry we took like a two-week break. I think it was two uh, weeks. It was like a month. But it was longer than two weeks. Was it? Okay, well, I'm very sorry yeah. we took that month break, but it's just been... The things have been hectic with my schedule. And now I will introduce my wonderful boyfriend, Michael. He's also here. Hey, I am also here. That's yeah. uh, that's what it says uh, on my on my business card, <laughs> Mike. He's right, also yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that dude over there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah... You guys have had a whole month to just sort of sit back, digest, process the Emperor Pilaf saga. And uh, now we're coming back, but we're not going forward. We're going sideways, because instead of talking about the uh, the next episode, getting into the, the first world tournament arc like we talked about last time, we got to take a break and talk about uh, the first Dragon Ball movie, which I am surprised it's already time for. They got in on this. Yeah, class. it's really weird that that's the case. It yeah. was a very popular show. Yeah, popular yeah. enough to uh, and get a, a movie after being on the air for thirteen episodes. Apparently, Apparently. I mean the manga <laughs> was pretty big before even the anime started. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would say so. Um, I have I have no idea, you know, I, and I could look it up, but I'm lazy. I wouldn't be surprised if Akira Toriyama just on name brand alone, because he did have Doctor Slump before this, uh-huh. so like, and that was pretty popular. That is true. Yeah, and then this he also like did artwork for rodeo. Dragon Quest, which is the most popular RPG in Japan. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's and, and Toriyama's name probably had a lot of reason for that. I I'm guessing. I'm not an expert. Yeah, the, the Dragon Ball manga had run for two years before the anime started. So, yeah, I, I have a feeling it was already a pretty big deal. Before we get too deep into the movie, though, we got to do what's apparently the new segment on this show, which is talking about Dragon Ball Fighter Z uh, DLC God rumors. damn it, is there new rumors again? <laughs> yes, there are. Uh- so, we joked last time that every week we'll just announced that the rumors we talked about last time got debunked and there's new ones now that didn't bear out because it's everything is pointing to the idea that the rumors we talked about last time are correct that it's going to be like uh, they've officially announced bardock and uh broly they're happening yeah yeah um and people found like models in the code for like normal vegeta and like his saiyan armor and uh vegito so it seems like that's happening. Uh, oh, yeah, they also found, like, an announcer voiceover for, like, Cooler. So it seems like those are all going to happen. Uh, it's a little bit of a bummer. But now there's also rumors about the next season of Dragon Ball DLC. Allegedly, someone got fired from Bandai Namco and got very angry and uh, just decided to say all the secrets they knew. Okay. Uh, they actually talked about a lot of games other than Dragon Ball, also. Uh, supposedly, Zoro from One Piece is gonna be in Soul Calibur. Cool! Which would be cool! Okay. Right? That'd be awesome! 
I hope this isn't a lie because that rules. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, specific to Dragon Ball Fighter Z, these are the next set of eight characters according to them. Tapion and Gogeta, which already I'm like, mm, well, never Tapion? mind. Tapion is a guy from a later movie. I don't know a lot about him because I've never seen it. But he's this weird alien dude with a mohawk, and he is the guy that gives Trunks his sword in the future. How do you spell that? T-A-P-I-O-N. T-A-P-I-O-N. And he's got, like, a magic flute that does shit. And I I think he actually can't use, like, energy blasts and stuff. He's just got a sword and a magic flute. Looking up on my phone. Yeah, okay, I've seen this guy before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever. I mean, I, he's not—he's not a girl, so I don't care. <laughs> sure. Uh, the next pair is Master Roshi and Fuck off. Vid- and Wait. Videl and Great Saiyaman as one character. Okay, as okay. It, it's, I, it sounds said... like Videl is the lead character with Great Saiyaman as a support, like Android eighteen. And okay, 17. I can accept that. I, I can but accept Master that just because I think... should not be on the list. <laughs> yeah. He shouldn't be, but I get it because Dragon Ball Super has given him a ton of spotlight lately. Like, I'm not happy about it, but I get it. And yeah, the Videl having, like, another character to support, I also get just because Videl doesn't get to do very much in the show. And that sucks, but, like, if you're making her a fighting game character, you don't have a lot to, like, pull from to make moves for her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next set is Raditz and Zarbon. Which, I think that's the one that makes me, like, cock an eyebrow the Zarbon's most at this list. Like, the, really? the pretty boy, right? Zarbon's the pretty boy that turns into the gross frog monster. Yes. Yeah. And then the last uh, pairing is Kaba and Kale with Khalifla as a support. Okay. Yeah. Now, I would say it should just be Kale and Khalifla and fuck Kaba. Who cares? Literally no one cares about Kaba. He is a Kaba nothing... Is either. Kaba is so all the how do you spell in, it? <laughs> uh, C A B B A. All the Saiyans in like Universe Six in Dragon Ball Super seem like they are sort of gangly teen versions of the Universe Seven Saiyans. So like Kaba is a gangly teen Vegeta, Khalifa is a gangly teen Goku, also a girl, and Kale is gangly teen Broly. Okay, I this character looks like nothing. He's nothing, and he doesn't do that much in the show. He like his biggest thing in the show. That's actually like I, I like him in the show. He's just not in it much. His whole thing is that he is a like hero that goes around helping people, and he gets like inspired to become a greater fighter because of Vegeta, and Vegeta kind of takes on like a fatherly like fondness for him. Like, his big, like, spotlight Oh, at the I start. remember you telling yeah. me about that, and it sounded pretty cool. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't just hate him just because he's a boy. But, like, <laughs> I mean, and his design doesn't do anything for me, is all I'm saying. I've no, not, he's, I've he's not got a boring him look. in the show. Yeah. I have not seen what his personality is, but on design alone, I wasn't excited at the bit to see him in the game. But He, he does have a cool, cool... Like, yeah, his, his first, like, storyline, I guess, is he's in... A tournament where he comes up against Vegeta, and Vegeta learns that none of the Saiyans from the parallel universe have learned how to go Super Saiyan yet. So he tells Kaba that if he loses this fight, then he's gonna go find the alternate universe Saiyan planet and destroy it and kill everybody. 
and he just keeps beating Kaba down until he goes Super Saiyan. Yeah, you told me. And then Vegeta immediately, like, drops the villain act and is like, yeah, see, there you go. That's how you turn Super Saiyan. That's so cool. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's sweet. They have a sweet relationship. I I feel like Vegeta loves Kaba more than he loves his real son. (laughs) Because he is him. (laughs) Right. That's a very Vegeta thing to do. Yeah. This guy's literally just me. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, like, I guess. Like, he just doesn't do that much in the show is the thing. His role is to, like, learn how to go Super Saiyan and then teach Khalifa and Kale how to go Super Saiyan so they do stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Isn't Nappa based off of, like, cabbage already? Yeah, Nappa cabbage, yeah. So what the fuck? (laughs) Well, you know. Get vegetable leaves. Call him, like... Pepper. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like the, uh... Oh, well, Pepper's the, Heavenly Fruit, I think. Never mind. The Saiyan Homeworld in Universe 6 is called Planet Salada. That's good. Which is pretty good. That's way better than Vegeta. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Just a big old salad. <laughs> That's what it is, so... Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess we'll find out if that's all true or not. It... it some of it makes sense. Like I said, like, I... I buy they would put Master Roshi in. I don't know if I buy that they'd put Raditz in. Dude is in five episodes out of 450. No you, one cares about Raditz. you don't want to use Double Sunday? I'm not saying I don't want to. I'm saying <laughs> I, I question whether they would. I I have no idea. Like, sure. Rad- y'all are talking about characters, three. and I'm just like, what? R- right, Raditz's right. level three special would be would be like killing himself but also killing the guy holding him <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like you grab the guy and then their next tag partner comes in and kills you both yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great <laughs> that actually would be pretty good <laughs> i mean android 16 already has a self-destruct move in the game yeah there you go yeah all right we should probably get into Dragon Ball. Comment on. <laughs> yeah. Dragon Ball, the legend of Shenron, known in America as Dragon Ball, Curse of the Blood Rubies. Okay, so Different let's, name. let's lay out up front what the fuck this is. This yeah. is an alternative telling of the first arc of Dragon Ball. Like, everything we've gone over yes. over the last 13 episodes, it's an alternate take with a different villain and largely the same series of events, except faster, yes. some things are conflated, some things are cut, some things are shuffled around, there's a few new like, characters. Like there are moments in this, in this movie that are literally shot-for-shot shot remakes of stuff that happens in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they're, like, slightly different versions of them, as we'll get to. Yeah, like. yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's weird, because, like... There's some stuff that got cut that I'm glad got cut, but there's also some stuff that got cut that I miss, and there's some stuff that didn't get cut that really should have. But like right. we'll we'll get I, into I it. But it's s- it's weird that this exists. I get that Dragon Ball's popular, but like it's not like they didn't just make like oh here's an abridged version of the opening story. It's a completely different thing. Like it is. It's like yeah, an alternate yeah. universe. That, you know what? That's what they should run into in 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 Super is is meet Goku from the timeline that spawned from the Curse of the Blood Rubies. So they <laughs> kind of that. do that in the Dragon Ball Xenoverse games. Wow! Because those are all about like, oh no, the, these 
bad guys are time traveling and ruining the timeline in uh, Xenoverse 2. They introduce a bunch of movie characters, and they don't spend a lot of time on it, but they're like, oh, they're from a parallel timeline where things happen differently. Because yeah. what you'll find about the movies, like, this one's a retelling. A lot of them are original stories altogether. But what you'll find, Mike, is that most of these movies cannot possibly take place in canon. It'll be stuff where, like, well, this character is here, but they don't meet this character until after this other character dies, but the dead character is also here. What? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I will say some of the changes they made to the narrative, like, I love the P-Life gang, and, I, and like, I I don't love all of the 13 episodes, but there's stuff in there I like. But sure. I, I, I like some of the narrative changes they make in this. It kind of makes it a tighter narrative. Well, yeah, because it's much shorter. It's but, 51 uh, yeah, minutes no, but compared I just mean, to... Like, I guess, like, we'll get to it, but the motivation of Goku and Bulma te- teaming up is cool yeah. in this. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Like there there are uh, there are some trade-offs that like some characters' motivations make a little less sense now. Um yeah. mm-hmm. and also th- there's give and take. There's a lot of like this is two steps forward, one step back kind of situations. Mm-hmm. Like sure. So the two events that we have seen in the show of Master Roshi being really gross about Bulma, uh the yeah. the one where he wanted to see her underwear and then the one where uh he wanted to see her boobs. Those have been yeah. conflated into a single event. And so, like, okay, good, there's less of that. But also, there's still that. Yeah. And he, like, I'm trying to remember, he doesn't really do anything in this, right? Like, he could have just been written out of it completely. He does one thing. Yeah, yeah he, did, he I, does. I, but he teaches he teaches Goku the Kamehameha, that's all. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, Which again, wasn't we'll get... important to the plot, actually. Yeah. Get... Oh, he also, no. him... he also gives him the flying Nimbus, but it won't get to it. Let's actually just start. To... We're just start. We're just talking about scenes now. Let's just start the right. We, we should probably jump into the movie. It's, it's kind of uh, weird. It opens with this because, like, yeah. We're, we're, even summarizing this, a lot of it is just, hey, the thing from the show happens. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, we'll probably just dwell more it's on the like fifty sec minutes. So I mean, I hope we get through it faster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it opens with this, like, sort of ominous monologue explaining the legend of the Dragon Balls, mm-hmm. which I actually kind of like. This would be a cool thing to... I don't think the original show had something like this, did it? No, no we got, not really. It's, 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 it's been a few months since we watched the first episode. We got an but... info dump from Bulma. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's all these, like, shots of the Dragon Balls over these, like, destroyed arches and burnt-out forests and... Kind of alluding to the idea that these are really dangerous artifacts and bad shit might happen. Bad people might want them, maybe. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it just explains the rules of, like, hey, you get all seven, you get a wish, blah, blah, blah. And then it cuts to this, like, farming village that is all torn up by these soldiers that are mining. I don't know if we see what they're mining here initially. But all the people are just sort of, you know, watching on. I in... like the one guy who starts, like, rubbing his face and they animate it, like, immensely. Yeah. <laughs> like, every little, yeah, like, wrinkle yeah. of his skin. <laughs> and uh, this little girl, who we will learn is named Pansy. I love her. Does it get up <laughs> she's thing? really good. She's amazing. She, mm. She's like, fuck this. Fuck these people. Hate all this. Okay, so th- and, uh, let's just say it right now. There are four major, like, movie original characters in this, and they're all great. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so, yeah. I like them all. Yeah. We, we, we'll, we'll get into it as we go. Especially but, uh, the girls. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
she has a slingshot, right? Yeah, she just she, she has a slingshot. And she hits one yeah. of the guys riding a bulldozer. Uh huh. Yeah. And then the the soldiers all sort of gang up on her, or one does, and it goes to like hit her with the butt of his rifle, and her dad steps in. Yeah. And uh, her dad's built like a brick shit house. <laughs> uh, so he you know catches the butt of the rifle and uh, kind of. He doesn't beat up this guard, but he he's, he's he tosses with him. him aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he like throws the rifle at him, and uh, the leader of the the soldiers comes in. This like eight foot tall weirdo named Bongo. He's like, "You're a brick house. I'm a bigger brick house." <laughs> right? Yeah, you're a brick shit house. I'm the brick mansion that people leave to go shit in you. <laughs> Like, he, he picks up a rock off the ground and just squeezes it with his hand to crush it and show the the rubies inside, the titular okay. blood rubies. So, in Japan, they're called rich stones. I think blood rubies a lot better of a name. Blood rubies are a way cooler name. <laughs> it's rich also, stones. I love that we're still early enough in Dragon Ball that a man that can, like, crush a rock with his bare hands is, like... Oh wow, that guy's really strong, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, that's still impressive at this point in Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh Blood Rubies, in addition to being a cooler name, feels like a more appropriate name because it tells you it kinda hints right off the bat the fact that these things are fucking cursed. Hey. Yeah. Hey guys. I think these blood rubies might be cursed. Yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh but they talk about how yeah, the the king doesn't care about like what food this farmland can produce all he cares about is the blood rubies underneath of it and uh if everyone here starves to death because of the mining he does not care and then he beats the ever-loving shit out well, of pansy's dad yeah I, I in the in the english one he just kind of like fakes him out by pa- passing him a blood ruby saying yeah. he's gonna pay him or something but in the japanese one he's like sure we'll leave if you can beat me that is but then oh, he sucker okay. punches him and it's like still like yeah the the English version makes more sense, I think. <laughs> He's like, oh, you know, hey, you're a brave man. You deserve to be rewarded. And he throws him the blood ruby. And then when he, like, goes to catch it, Bongo just punches him in the face. I mean, I, I do. That's good, too. It makes him shitty. But I also like this because he's like, I'll fight you. And then just cheats immediately. Yeah. Like, sure, he's, he's sure. Such, like, both versions show him how much of a shitty dude this is. Yeah, to, yeah. To the viewers, rather. Yeah, the, the American version, he's, like, yeah punches him out, and then, like, just walks off talking about how, boy, it's so important to find a career that you enjoy. Which, again, just the biggest piece of shit. <laughs> and then he, uh, he gets in a car with, uh, his pasta. partner, Pasta. I love who is Pasta this... so much. She's basically red-haired Mai, but we'll get into it. She's pretty good. She's cooler than Mai. I like Did Maya you think a lot. so? Yeah. yeah See, I kind of thought she was Maya. too. I thought that might be a controversial opinion. I love you know, Mai, but Mai is kind of Maya. also an idiot. Like, the whole crew yeah. is right. an idiot. Like, Pasta's just competent, like, period. Yeah, Pasta's <laughs> yeah, just yeah, competent. Yeah. And you said the other dude's name was Bongo? Bongo. Yeah, I, I never actually caught that when I watched it. I was like, what the fuck is this dude's yeah. name? Does he have a name? Like, yeah, he's. These subtitles call them Vongo, but B and V's get mixed up all the time. Like, old subtitles of, yeah. of Dragon Ball is like Vegeta. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's not, like, super smart like Pasta seems to be, but, like, he's a fucking bruiser. He's the muscle, and he's good at he, it. He's not a moron, Yeah, though. he's, he's not just stupid. Normal. Like, these are credible yeah. villains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, they have a chauffeur who has a domino mask. 
He's badass, yeah. <laughs> I love that chauffeur. He's the best chauffeur. Yeah, he's great. We also probably won't have a moment to highlight it specifically, but everything that, like, the, all the king's soldiers and all of his, like, uh... And all the king's men like, had to put yeah, exactly. back together again. <laughs> all of his, like, vehicles and war machines and stuff all have his logo, which is just this giant bat holding a fork, and I love it. Well, was that thing you said, Mike? Like, it should include them in that he's an evil dictator when his, like, symbol is a right. giant demon holding a fork. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, that's kind of foreshadowing. It feels like they're setting you up to um. fail, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but we learn why the king, is, his insignia is a fork, because we now go to his castle where he has this, like, giant table of food. And we only see him in shadow, but you can see that he's and some Dragon sort of Ball huge... And Dragon Ball suddenly became berserk. Because yeah, this, we, this feels like a scene from Berserk. Like, there's a there's this whole yeah, storyline in the beginning of the Berserk manga about this, like, guy who was, like, a decent enough ruler, but then, like, makes a deal with the devil and becomes this, like, uh-huh. large, grotesque creature that, like, yeah. is, like, re- is, like, you know, being cruel to the townsfolk. And I'm like, this just looks like a kid version of Berserk. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. But he, uh, he, like, upends the table... And like I said, you only see him in shadow, but you can see that he's some kind of huge, like, monster. Uh, he's got, like, scaly skin and stuff. And uh, he just yells, you call this food? And his robot butler says my favorite <laughs> joke in Dragon Ball so far. I knew it. Which he just says, not just me. Everybody calls it food. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. But, yeah, he kind of goes on this rant, and we start to learn his deal, which is that he, no food makes him feel full anymore. Oh, we should mention, did we mention his name. What's that? Did we, did we mention his name? Oh, no, what is it? Uh, King Gormeth. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. Which, you know, right. <laughs> Something about these blood rubies, um, apparently they're, you know, I guess they're cursed, guys. Yeah, they might, they might be a little ru- bit cursed. They might think, curse you to turn into a I monster who's constantly filled with ceaseless hunger a little bit. I think these yeah. blood rubies got a curse. Yeah, uh, but yeah, something about them has turned them into this monster that he can never feel full, and he needs the Dragon Balls so that he can wish himself full and stop this hunger that's like driving him insane. Mm-hmm. It's very like old-fashioned, like fairy tale. You know, it's it's something that I could. It's like a Grimm's fairy tale almost. You yeah. know, I like it. It's a good setup. Yeah, I like it too. It's good. Uh, yeah, and Bongo and Pasta come in, and they say they've got a lock on the next Dragon Ball. They've got most of them. And, uh, unfortunately, they think that there is some kind of treasure hunter after this one. Uh, so they might have a little bit of competition to get it. And it's Bulma. Bulma's yeah. out looking for some well, Dragon yeah, Balls. We, we cut to episode one of Dragon Ball, essentially. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah it's, so just to be clear, because yeah. I'm a little fuzzy, it, it's been a little while since I actually watched uh, the movie. In preparation for uh-huh. this, uh, so the 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 demon king guy, he's already got four balls, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so. Yeah, which which makes sense because he looks a lot like a Krogan from Mass Effect, and they also have four balls. Yeah, he has that four. Yeah. Anyway, he's, God damn it, he's got four of the Dragon Balls. Uh, Bulma's got one. Goku's got one for now. And, and then like, yeah. in Mass Effect, when they're all like, "That guy's got a quad on him." Yeah, and when then they're like you know, ballsy. Yeah. God. <laughs> anyway, so the point Sorry. I'm laboriously trying to get to uh, uh-huh, is yes. that so the bad guys already got four. Uh, Goku yeah. and Bulma each have one at the start. Roshi's got the other one, 
And so this is yeah. this is something that I found weird about the first thirteen episodes of the of the show proper, actually exacerbated uh-huh. even further is that we have these seven mystical MacGuffins, and that sounds like that's going to be a lengthy quest. You got to find fucking seven of them, but right. by the time we begin between our primary heroes and our main antagonist, six are already in play. They really only have to go yeah, find yeah. one, and they find it somewhere where they were heading anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like you said, it's even more so than in the show, because in the show, they really only have, like, like Goku's got one and Bulma's got two, and we watch the bad guys find one at the start. Yeah, and then they find, yeah. like, whatever, however many on the way to Pilaf, and yeah. 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 Which they aren't even really actively trying to get to Pilaf. Just another thing that, right. like, ties this narrative together a little bit more is that everything kind of ties, like, like in Dragon Ball everyone's motivations aren't really linked at all while like in this movie everything plays into the overall narrative which i like right right yeah yeah it 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 does feel like sometimes it feels a little too coincidental but it does it's got more momentum to it because like yeah we can kind of just skip ahead is because it's essentially it's episode one of of Dragon Ball, where, like, those exact same things happen with, like... Right, Go- Goku's Goku out hunting for fish, and, like, he prays to the Dragon Ball because he considers it, like, to have his grandpa's soul in it. Bulma shows up, she shoots him a bit. You know, all that, yeah. all those classics. And the bad guys, while Bulma and Goku are meeting each other, steal his Dragon Ball, and that's why Goku teams up with Bulma, because she's trying to get the Dragon Balls, and he's trying to get his grandpa back. It's, yeah, it's, which it's, I do it's appreciate It's a much stronger his, uh, reason than... He just again, yeah. I, I again, I don't, I don't dislike Dragon Ball and what they did, where it's like he just wants to explore. That's a good reason too, but yeah. it's a much stronger motivation that he's teaming up with Bulma because their goals align. Yeah, I agree. It, it definitely works better than just I don't know. You want to come with me? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I will say. Yeah. It, uh, so one thing with this versus the the thirteen episodes, and I mean we're just gonna keep comparing them because you know we kind of have sure, to. Because how can you not? Yeah. This, like we said, this does feel a lot better paced like because things just yeah. go faster there's not there's a lot less meandering around but there's two drawbacks to that one is honestly that meandering around sometimes helps build mood you know like there's mm-hmm. there are, sure. there are yeah, benefits yeah, yeah. to things kind of slowing down a bit but also i the whole time i was watching this i was thinking like you know what if i wasn't already familiar with the beginning of the story of dragon ball i would have a real hard time following this yeah, it throws a yeah, lot at absolutely. you very fast. Yeah, like stuff just goes so quickly and nothing's really explained. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah, Goku goes back to his house. They they left a coin, like a gold coin, on the pillow where the yeah, Dragon Ball was. That kind of comes like. up. It's good because it kind of comes up later when like they see the plane of the bad guys get away. Goku thinks it's a bird, whatever, and yeah. Bulma makes her own plane. They chase it and. Like, the bad guys are like, what are they chasing us for? We paid them and everything. <laughs> right, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Good. But yeah, you have this, like, aerial fight where Pasta just has, like, a machine gun on the plane. And this is where Pasta proves that she's pretty cool. Like, this is her big moment, I feel like. Yeah, like, she, like, puts because... on goggles and she, she mans this heavy machine gun and starts, like, blowing them away. Well, and like, well not oh. even that. She blows up their plane and as, like the wreckage of the plane and both of them just fall to their deaths. She pulls out a rose and throws it at them. Well, <laughs> like, I, I, I do, do want to, like, that. that is how it concludes, but I do want to mention that, like, Bulma does something cool here where she, like, yeah. shoots back. And she, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she, like, there's a fight that Bulma's, 
pretty much the only combatant in between Bulma and Goku. And that right. doesn't really happen ever in, in Dragon Ball. And it's cool to see her, like, be proactive. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, but they are falling through the air. And Goku does the thing from the first episode where he, like, throws the power pole to, like, cat, like pin Bulma yeah. to a cliffside. And she pisses she herself pisses anyway. Herself. There's no reason. Why? Because it wouldn't, Why? Well, cause it wouldn't and, be dra- it wouldn't be Dragon Ball without an embarrassment of piss, Mike. God. God damn. So, yeah, like... <laughs> Essentially, in a, in a couple minutes, the first episode happened, but instead of a pterodactyl, it was an airplane fight. And I mean, whatever. Yeah. It, it, that's what we meant earlier with, like, sometimes things are the same, but slightly different. It like, feels like yeah, it's the yeah. same shot. Did they literally reuse the shot? It's I, possible. I think they, like, remade the same it's, shot. No, cause, I don't I, think yeah, because they... I think the one in the show was at, like, sunset. So at the yeah. very least, they recolored the shot. Yeah, and she's... Yeah, whatever. It's it, it won't be Dragon Ball, but piss. I think we said that already. Like, <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, but the the sun's going down. They're just sort of driving through the woods late at night. And uh, do they run into Pansy first, or I'm trying um, to remember the order of what Pansy happens here? Pansy runs into Oolong, and they run into right. Both who's of them. It, and it's it's the plot from the Oolong episode where Oolong's pretending to be a big scary monster. Well, what's weird and, is uh, Oolong doesn't seem to be like trying to do anything right now they they do not have time to explain what oolong's doing like, okay <laughs> oolong does say in the japanese version that i want you to be my wife or something like that like, oh does he he me. doesn't he doesn't mention that in the, the no american. Nah. In, the, in the american one he makes jokes about eating her well he straight up says like listen get no, out of here i don't actually want to eat you like he's not mm, at yeah. least in the dub he is not threatening this child at all except beyond the fact that he looks big and scary and then Goku and right. Bulma just ride up and are like, hey, you fucking with this kid? We're going to beat the shit out of you, dude. Yeah. So then we get into the, all the same stuff where, like, Oolong turns into a weird robot samurai with some ramen. He burns his finger on the bowl of ramen, which raises a lot of questions He did that the first time, too. Uh, yeah, he did. Did he? Did we, yeah, did that, we already that, make all the jokes about you that? Already got, you already got confused by it, Luke. <laughs> Listen, that was a while ago. But, like... I, I do like how Pansy, like, when he threatens her, she just, like, hits him with a slingshot again. Like, she's cool. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, pa- like, explain her design a little bit. She's, like, she's wearing, like, a pink dress with an apron, but she also has, like, a baseball cap on, and she's just right, the yeah, most yeah. adorable thing I've yeah, ever I, seen. I, I could I buy this Pansy. just being, like, a scrappy little kid from a farm town. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pansy is the kind of kid that, like, she does not want to be wearing that dress, but her parent like, like I feel like she gets a weekly lecture from her mom about how she keeps ruining her nice dresses. Yeah, because she's out wrestling with the boys. <laughs> I love Pansy so much. She's very good. Uh, but Oolong turns into a bat and runs away like he does in the show. Yeah, and Goku chases him. Uh, and- but you know now it's dead at night. Yeah, but the thing is, like, everything's on fast forward because Goku chases Oolong yes. down. And then as their sort of skirmish draws to a close, Oolong freaks out. It's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Do you know where we are? Right. They, they've reached this big stone wall I, I, where the forest I, kind of abruptly I, gives way to a desert. I do like that when he takes go- when he takes Oolong out of the sky as a bat, he throws the power pole, and the power pole hits in his inner cheek. And like, oh, oh yeah, God, yeah. that looks painful. <laughs> yeah. So and, uh, the thing with the, this chunk of the desert is it's all very... It's very rectangular, all of yes. it. There's a lot, like, um, Emily, I, I'm pretty sure you have, like, I, I don't know, uh, have, I, have either of you watched uh, Juoger? 
Yeah. The, the uh, recent uh, animal Sentai. Oh, okay, no, Okay, no, no, so no. The, there's a bit where they go to that kingdom and, like, everything's made of cubes, even, like, the stone pillars right. and stuff. It kind of reminded me of that. Sure. Oh, yeah, one thing I also wanted to highlight, um, because I, I don't know if we said this or not, but all of these voices in the American version are different. Well, most of them are. We'll get to it. But it the, sounds the, like it could be the Ocean Studios dub, is what my theory is, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that's possible. I haven't heard the Ocean voices for a long time, so I couldn't say. But Yamcha kind of sounded like Scott McNeil to me. I need to look it up, actually, instead of just, like, saying this is what well, it is. Well, so, so <laughs> Oolong's voice actor has this really thick Boston accent that's that what I, was saying. I love. I said, I said that earlier. Like, every voice actor for Oolong has made him be this, like, gruff Danny DeVito-ass guy. And, like, it's right, but now he's got a tough guy in Boston voice. He's going, Goku, mm. I'm going to beat you real bad <laughs> with my samurai weapons. He went from New Yorker to Boston, and it's, yeah. it's fucking wild. I, w- I want to hear the the, the different uh, oolongs get into an argument about who's better, the Yankees or the Red Sox. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, o- o- oolong like yeah re- realizes they're at this stone wall. And he goes, "Oh, Goku, you, don't you know where we are? This is a real wicked situation where we got to get out of here, man." And then and, just uh, bullets. <laughs> yeah, just a hail of machine gun fire because Yamcha is here, and he's like silhouetted against the moon and looks. Cooler than he'll ever look again. Did did Yamcha have a gun the first go around? Yeah, he did. Okay. He, he like he mugged did, them yeah. with a gun. Yeah, I don't know if he ever shot at them, but he like yeah. That's the thing the is, I didn't point. remember him ever firing a gun. Like he had a rocket launcher. He definitely blew up that bus real good. But I don't. Yeah, I didn't yeah, remember yeah. him ever using a gun. Which I, I think Yamcha's voice is the same in this one, right? Uh, no, I remember, I, right? I, I think it's Scott McNeil's voice and not the other guy. He does sound, like, a lot like each other, but, I mean, like, it kind of hmm. happened where, like, like Scott McNeil's Piccolo does not sound that off from Chris Sabat's Piccolo. I feel like they took sure, inspiration sure. from that. Uh... Yeah. But, yeah, Yamcha basically just says, like, you're trespassing, and uh, we get the bit from Poir about her, how her and Oolong went to, or they and Oolong, I don't, I still don't know, uh, went to shape-shifting school together. Uh, which is even weirder in the context of this movie, right? What is, is, that what it? is? I, I'm I'm reading about Blood Rubies and <laughs> okay. how it got released. Um, okay, what do you got? Yeah, okay, well, like I, I, there was apparently a lot of different English releases. Okay, so like Curse of the Blood Rubies, originally titled Dragon Ball the Movie, later Dragon Ball the Legend of Shenron, was originally licensed by Harmony Gold USA around December 28, 1989. Who dubbed and released the film in conjunction with Mystical Adventure. Um, it was aired in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The dub was edited for content. Most of the characters were renamed. So it's not the one that we watched. The second English dub uh, was produced by Funimation. So it was produced by Funimation. Right. But I think the Ocean Studio stuff was produced yeah, by Funimation. Yeah, it, it did mention that the dub was recorded in Vancouver, BC, Canada. Um, yeah. But, but it did also edit in an episode. It, it edited and used scenes from the second episode of a TV series to fill in oh. Lost Time. Oh, so they uh, just, I mean, that makes sense. They just straight up stole dialogue they recorded from the show. Yeah, Vova's dub did make use of, uh, and it, it did name everyone correctly, except it did make use uh, of most of the supporting character names from the 1989 dub, such as Penny, which might have been what Pansy's name was. I'm not sure. That um, makes sense, yeah. But then another English dub of the film was produced for European markets by AB Group and dubbed in France and in the UK as The Legend of Shenron. And then in 2010, Funimation has a Curse of the Blood Rays be released 
to a bilingual DVD on July 27, 2010. And it got delayed wow. to December. And the 2010... This is probably the 2010 one, because the 2010 English dub was mostly unedited. Okay. Uh, but the script was recycled from the 1995 English dub. Um, okay. With the most notable change being all the characters' names reverted to their originals. The okay. audio was recorded in Dallas, Texas. Uh, however, very few voice actors from Funimation's English dub of the original Dragon Ball series reprised their roles for this film. Okay, so yeah, that's probably the one we're watching. With replacements from the dub of Dragon Ball Z Kai. So I was probably wrong about Yamcha being Scott McNeil, and I just was an idiot. Yeah, I, I think mm -hmm. that is the Yamcha from the Funimation dub, from the what we've been watching. Because he sounds identical. I thought he sounded like slightly different, but that might have been just me imagining things to try to fit sure. things in my internal narrative that was wrong. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, so now we settled that. Continue with I'm the glad. summary. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Poor talks about shape shifting school, which again, I just that made little sense in the show, and it makes less sense now. Yeah, and he's poor. They say like that that he stole panties. Still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's at least, that is at least a downgrade from kidnapping, I would say. Sure. Uh, Yamcha. I mean, he tried to kidnap Pansy. Yamcha and Goku start to fight, and again, Yamcha looks so cool in this movie. He does look very cool in this movie. Like, yeah, just like silhouetted against the moon, but you can see the gleam of his sword when he draws it. Like, it looks rad. The shot of it, the, the gun firing was really cool. Like, it's yeah, like yeah. E everything about Yamcha in this scene is cool, except for maybe when he loses and sees Bulma. Well, sure. <laughs> There's another yeah, bit yeah. where, like, I don't know why they felt this was an important enough plot point to keep in this version of events, but Goku knocks out Yamcha's tooth again. Actually, no. Yeah. No, not even again, because, like, Chi-Chi knocked it out the first time, didn't didn't she? No, oh, Goku did. No, Goku still did? Okay. Go Goku did yeah, in the first I fight. I mean, Chi-Chi comments on the tooth, but no, he knocks right, it out in the first right. fight. Oh, yeah, that's kind of but, another yeah. thing to, to think about with this version of events. No Ox King, no Chi-Chi. Yeah, which makes sense. They're very minor characters right now. But, yeah, Goku manages to beat Yamcha, and, um... It's a very it, good fight. Honestly. Yeah, it's 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 a good, cool fight. I like it. Yeah, Yamcha gets his tooth knocked out. I'm fast-forwarding through this to remember what happens next. Uh, Bulma rolls up. All right, Yamcha gets all embarrassed by yeah. Bulma again. Yeah, I, I do it's, it's like all that stuff. it is very well done, though, because it's like he gets like stiff as a board and like waddles to the edge and just falls yeah, over. Like a, like a wind-up toy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very it's good. It's really good. It's great and because, then, like... Then, it, like, Goku v. Yamcha has this really cool, very stylish anime fight, and then Bulma rolls yeah. up, and then Yamcha just turns into a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And this is where, like, he, Steve gets knocked out, and then he runs right. away, and Bulma's like, do you know that guy? He was hot! And I love yeah. Bulma. <laughs> <laughs> Bulma's really good in this movie. She's great. Uh... God, I'm just scrubbing. Oh, yeah, then they're in, like, the capsule-made, you know, trailer that they're in in the show. Well, Pansy explains that her village is being ransacked by this evil king for the blood rubies. Yeah, she's seeking Master and... Roshi because she thinks he's the one who can uh, defeat, you know, the bad dude. And yeah, so here's a, here's a weird thing. You were talking about how Goku's motivation makes a lot more sense now. Oolong's makes a Oolong's lot less. No sense. Yeah. Why yeah. is Oolong? I don't really get why Oolong's yeah. here. He doesn't get the shit pill. He's got he's right. got no reason to tag along here. And like even later, he'll complain about them going into life and death situations. And he's like, "My dude, 
what? Just leave. Yeah. Just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe he's got some kind of sympathy for Pansy's, you know, situation. No. I don't know. No. They definitely don't say that he does. I'm, I'm just trying to um, make it make internal sense. There's a there's a really good uh, part where like um, uh, I'm trying to get to it in the video to say exactly what happens, but essentially Goku like says like what are th- oh yeah okay Pansy's rich stones and he's like what are those and Bulma's like they're the most valuable jewels in the world. Yeah. And then and then he's like, "What are jewels?" And she's like, "Be quiet. They're pretty rocks, like the Dragon Balls." And then and then it cuts back to Goku. He doesn't say anything. And then Bulma's like, "Yeah, I said shut up." <laughs> it's like really good. That's pretty good. Because <laughs> he's uh, like she she's anticipating him saying something and telling him to shut up. Right, right. Happens. And he's like, "What? Yeah. I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything." <laughs> that's a good joke. I don't think that's in the dub. Uh, uh it, it's, it's like yeah. it, the animation happens, so there has to be some sure, kind right, of similar but... version of it. But yeah, but uh, Yamcha has been spying on them the whole time. Again, just like the show. Just like the show, he plans to poach their wish once they've got all the Dragon Balls. And we mentioned that she's trying to get Master Roshi to help, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so they have the idea that they're going to... Yamcha and Poir are going to go to Master Roshi first and warn him about these awful people that are coming to steal his turtle shell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, turtle's yeah. very important to him. It's... I guess it's weird that the Master Roshi just kind of buys Yamcha's really flimsy story, like and and look, yeah. listen, a big part of this is because I'm me, but like I was immediately reminded of like the plot of Sonic Three, of just this, oh this, this, oh, this, oh, just, yeah, uh, just this clearly just yeah. evil looking scientist rolls up in a Doomsday device, is like, hey, hey, right. there's this hedgehog coming, he gonna steal your shit. I love right. you, Michael. <laughs> We we also get this scene that's gonna be real important later, uh, showing that uh, the king is storing the dragon balls he's found so far in his stomach, mm-hmm. which I guess is a safe place for him. If you know, well, you know, I'm sure it'll work out fine. I mean, it uh, somehow does. I mean, you can't steal them when they're in there. I guess. Yeah. yeah. It did mention uh, Pansy. Oh no, Pasta and Bongo did mention before. Like we don't know where he's hiding them. So like whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 We don't really care about right. them anyways. We just want the rich stones. Yeah. Or bloody yeah. rubies. It's worth knowing that we, the audience, know basically the entire time where the where the king's dragon balls are, but like none of the rest of the characters do. Yeah. Yeah. See, so, yeah, Master Roshi is ready to fight Goku and friends, but then they're like, "Whoa, whoa, what? No, what? Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, what?" And then Yamcha immediately comes out of hiding. He's like, oh, don't listen to them. Fight them. Well, Come no, on. What happens is, like, they tell him that, like, they're here for help. And Roshi's like, did you hear oh, that? Right. And Yamcha's, like, hiding in the corner. And he's like, and then he comes out yeah. and he's like, they're lying. They're liars. <coughs> yeah, and, and Yamcha comes out, to, yeah. I guess, to try to make his case. And immediately it breaks down because he's terrified of Bulma. Well, what happens? Well, Bulma immediately this the, like this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yes. Like, she, like, she gets, like, <gasps> it's him. And then she just zooms over to him and she does the thing where she just rubs her cheek up against his while doing like the spider-man hand pose and i love bulma she's my hero she She knows what she wants and she goes for it well that (laughs) and she's also super into how shy and embarrassed yamcha gets around her it's really (laughs) like like she's not oblivious to it like she is in the show she like yeah. likes that he gets that flustered around I, her. I, I uploaded the screenshot of this when I watched it because I was just like I love Bulma so much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very cute. <laughs> and Yamcha runs uh, away. 
Right. So Master Roshi decides he has a good test to determine whether Yamcha or Goku is telling the truth. He calls in the flying Nimbus. There's kind of a funny gag where he like looks at the sky and yells for it. He's like, oh wait, no, it's over here. And then like turns around and calls for it and it's there immediately. <laughs> he doesn't even call for it. He just turns around and points and it comes. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, the same, uh, shtick from the show where he's like, only pure-hearted people can use it, and he demonstrates because he can't stand on it. But what's better, though, is that Bulma's, like, animation, she, she, she starts laughing at Master Roshi for falling through, and her animation yeah. of, like, full-on belly laughter is really good. Yeah, it's, it's actually <laughs> yeah. one of the most fluid and detailed animations in the whole thing, and I fucking yeah. love it. It's just, just it's... the way she just doubles over with laughter, it's so good. I do also like after Master Roshi falls through, he lands on his turtle shell that he wears, and he can't mm. get up like a turtle. It's a pretty good gag. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he determines that you know it, either Goku or Yamcha is lying, so one of them, only one of them, should be able to use the Nimbus, and Goku jumps on it, no problem. So, oh, all right, well, I mean, he's fine. Yeah, that does solve it. But I mean, what was his contingency plan if like neither of them were pure of heart? Well, then he'd just be like, "All of you, get the fuck off my island." Yeah, I think that's what it would have been. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Goku goes zipping around on the flying Nimbus. I don't know if Master Roshi ever says he can have it, but he does take it. <laughs> I mean, like, it's kind of the same reasoning as before. Like, Roshi literally can't use it. So Right, right. Well, no, in the in the show it was that, like, because he helped Turtle, Master Roshi thinks he deserves a reward. So he gives him the flying Nimbus. Right, right. Yeah. And then, you know, Bulma notices that Roshi's got a Dragon Ball. We go through every step here. Uh, Roshi wants to see her boobs. And then and then she says it's okay, but she goes and she convinces Oolong to do it. And then Oolong, like, makes it, like, more extreme than it has to be. And yeah, it's, it's yeah, the same yeah. thing we've talked about before. All the same jokes. They were so funny the first time. It was really important to animate they, a second version of them. They had a chance to fix it, and they didn't. Yeah... Yeah. I guess if you want to find a silver lining, technically in this version of events, Roshi never actually sees any part of Bulma's naked body. I mean, I guess. No, I mean, I mean not Bulma's naked body, yeah, but, but a, a, a very close, like, a, a, a perfect simulacrum of, of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we don't know how perfect. I, 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 we don't know how good of a job Oolong does. We don't see it, I guess. So. I, I, I do like. Um, this joke happened before too, but I, I love it still. When she when Oolong actually does turn into Bulma, she's like, for a second I wondered why there was such a pretty actress out here. Like she's so into herself, and I love her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oolong, can you can you keep can you keep that form? How, how long how long can you do that for? Oh, I mean, God. I'm just I'm just saying. Like I mean, hmm. <laughs> I mean Oolong would go for it because he wants to get with Bulma. So right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she cuts story. Medea like, listen, Oolong, I'll go out with you, but you have to look like me the entire time. <laughs> right. <God. sighs> this is bad. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. It all sucks. Uh, Pasta and Bongo show up in their submarine. And they blow up the Kame house. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and, that's uh, fucking wild. The Kame house just fucking explodes. They just nuke yeah. it from a sub. 
You right. mentioned Robotnik earlier, but this wind-up toy robot that yes. takes the Dragon Balls is very Robotnik. It's this little <laughs> drone with, like, a grabber claw. That, yeah, it looks very much like a Sonic the Hedgehog enemy. It just grabs a Dragon Ball. It tries to, Another one tries to grab the other one, but it just, like, bonks into Oolong's head. Pasta has some weird line about how, like, Ugh, I knew these Gen 1 models were useless. We should have got Gen 3 ones. Yeah, so are, in the dark. Are they, like, labeled, yeah. like, pickpocket bots or something like that? Something like that, yeah. I forget what they're called exactly. But they have to surface, and they're like, okay, we'll just yeah. blow them away kind of thing. And Right. But this is where Master Roshi does the one thing he's needed for, and he uses yeah. the Kamehameha to blast them away. Mm-hmm. Which, again, and, yeah, being it's... attacked by the, the villains, like, it's kind of like a more prudent reason for him to, like, use the Kamehameha than just a random Ovis... Even, as much as I did like that story of, like, oh, we right. need to, like, get this ancient master, as much as it, like, actually ended up being bad, the general premise of we need to get this ancient master to put out this flaming mountain is cool, but also this is yeah. tighter. It's like, oh, it all ties in together, like I said before. I do like, uh, Roshi takes his shirt off to shoot the Kamehameha, and I do like the touch that he's got, like, heating pads on his shoulder Again, blades. that was in the original, but yeah. Was it? Okay, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I don't remember. Listen. And he looks back in the show where he does that and looks back at her and he's like, sexy, aren't I? And she's like, yeah, right, okay. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he sinks their submarine just like he sinks the Pilaf gang submarine, you know. But differently with the Kamehameha. Right, right. There's also a barrage of missiles coming their way that he protects them from. Yeah. And it's another, like, Goku's like, oh, teach me how to do that. And Roshi's like, oh, it'll be 50 years. Then Goku does it immediately. Not as good, but he does it. It's it's the show. You seen Dragon Ball? Hey, hey, you seen Dragon Ball? At least this time he blows up a rock and not their car, though. Yeah. And then uh, Pansy's like, Master Roshi, will you help us? And then it cuts away, and we find out that Master Roshi, in fact, did not help them. Right. Well, Master Roshi explains like, oh, you don't need. Well, my no, help. it cuts away Goku's first great. though, and then it explains like, oh. we, we see them flying in the plane, and then. Oolong's like that geezer just had to act all big and then it shows that they are alone in the plane without him and then it cuts back I don't know why it yeah. does that where the flashes yeah, back sure. and he's like I'm far removed from worldly life and desires now besides you already have wonderful friends um, you guys can I'm certain there are times you feel all alone but helping each other is what people do so that's his excuse for not going with them and right. then like Oolong's like I, what the fuck earthly desires he wanted to touch Bulma's boobs he's a fucking yeah. fake <laughs> right yeah yeah the which, thing is yeah, though fair. they, they kind of have it both ways I mean this is the thing they always do with Roshi is they have him be a horrible pervert but also yes he's a wise yep. old monk at the same time cause like uh-huh. he's totally right though he's like listen but b- like Goku has like the potential of a true hero like I think between you know your pure heart and like everything else you've got with this little crew you're set. Like, trust me on this. You got this. You don't know me. You don't need yeah. me to come along. And he kind of ends up being right. So, mm. shrug. <laughs> and then this is where we get Bulldog explaining what her wish is, and we get that whole scene again. It's just like the show, it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all the same. It's all kind of like new now, though, because they're storming this castle and they got to fight all these like fighter jets and. Goku. Yeah, this whole, like, final action sequence is pretty rad. It's awesome. I love the fight between Bongo and Goku. Yeah, yeah he's on, like, like a Bongo weird, like, weird, hover like... disc, like that thing Static Shock rides. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Goku's on the Nimbus, and they're just like doing this aerial fight. It, it's a it's a DBZ fight. Everywhere. Yeah, he's got that. Uh, he's got like a giant, um, like metal version of like that, like giant Q-tip thing they had on American Gladiators. That kind of thing. Yeah, it's very American yeah. Gladiators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like but, that um, they cut I... between like Bongo fighting Goku, uh, Pasta dealing with the rest of the crew, Yamcha and and Puara running around as wild cards. It's yeah, they're sort of infiltrating the castle. Yeah, for their for their own ends, and it's. I, yeah. I will. S- oh, sorry. Continue. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I like how they using the Nimbus and this guy's hover thing. They kind of do a DBZ fight in Dragon Ball. Kinda, yeah. Because but... they're flying around and everything, and sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a great bit where Yamcha and Poir like they find some of the blood rubies and they don't know they're cursed, right? But like he he puts some like he. Yamcha, like, hides them in his shirt, question mark? And, like, they yeah. save him from gunfire later. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another thing to point out here is that um, one of the openings that Cassie showed us, like, the one of the, the, the alternate American opening, uh-huh. um, had shots of this, this scene in it. Yeah, I mean, I Which, get why. It's cool. It's, it's super cool, but it kind of is funny how, like, both um, both the American Dragon Ball opening and the American Dragon Ball Z opening is composed almost entirely of movie footage. Sure. Yeah, because, like, there's a scene that's reminiscent of the bit in uh, the show where Yamcha's, like, fighting his way through that hall of dogs. But instead of dogs, it's men with guns, and that makes it way cooler. Yeah. yeah. Not beating up on animals. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, he's got nunchaku. Yeah, he does. That, um... Yeah, kind of out of nowhere. So, so we get this bit where uh, Bulma, uh, Oolong, and uh, and and Pansy are running away from Pasta, and they cross paths with Yamcha. Right. There's this whole joke where like Oolong is turning into a monster to scare the guards, and then they run into Poir, who's doing the same thing, and they scare each other. Yeah. And then we get the bit where. Uh, Pasta tries to gun everybody down, and Yamcha takes the bullet, but the rubies right, save him. Right, yeah, yeah. Pasta just walks she in just and just lays into fucking Yamcha's chest. Yeah, she has. For a split second, I thought, like, what? Did they just kill Yamcha in this yeah, movie? She well, has. For me, I was like, she, is he like Goku, where it doesn't actually hurt him that much? <laughs> no, it, it, it's 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 the the jet the jewels uh fucking deflect it, and like right. I love this about Pasta. She has no time. For finding out who this guy is and why he's here, she's no, she's just Pasta's killing everybody. Just, like Pasta's a confident villain. I love Pasta so <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah, but she's, then she's um, great. Yamcha goes to fight her, and uh, we get the joke. He accidentally knocks her helmet off, and then accidentally grabs her boob, and's like, "Oh no, it's a pretty lady, and it touched her boob." Okay. Like, yeah. first of all, I want to point out that this, the when him running forward and the blood rubies coming out of his chest is a pretty cool shot. But yeah. to move on to what Micah was saying, I hate this because like they could have just had her knock him knock her helmet off. That yeah. would have done the exact same thing. The scene thing, of him doing he, the palm strike into her boob was really unnecessary. Was totally unnecessary because like he grabs a boob and he looks up and she's like her hair is flowing and she's beautiful and like that's right. if they didn't have the boob grabbing part and they just had that shot of him seeing what she looks like and him getting yeah. all scared that would have worked and not been gross and perverted, but yeah. yeah, yeah. But then she has no patience for his gooberness and just drop kicks him. Oh yeah, she doesn't even like care. She just like yeah, kicks him. And like he has her pinned to a wall, and she just jump up and like 
like dive kicks him. It's great. And then throws grenades at him. <laughs> yeah. God, Pasta's really good. I wish she was a real character. Pasta's the best. Yeah. It's a shame she only exists in this it's movie. A, it's a great food and it's a great girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they sort of run away from her and uh, Bulma's grateful that Yamcha saved them and she hugs grubs. him. And yeah, he gives him more cheek rubs. And she says again, cheek rub, and it's great. Yes. <laughs> and again, she's super into how flustered he gets over this. It's pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah, he like knocks her out of the way of a falling boulder or whatever. Um, what happens next? Um, it, it, it we get we cut back to Goku and Nabongo's yeah. fight, and it kind of finalizes the fight where Goku does like like the bicycle kick on him and then does right. Noi Boy extend and uh, he kind of finishes him off that way. Yeah, they, they've sort of fought their way into the castle yeah. over the course of their battle. There's a there's a thing where, like, the, the stone staff thing that Bongo has, like, extends out into, like, being giant fucking nunchucks and he, yeah. Yeah. he wraps sweet. a chain around Goku's neck and then drags him and smashes him through the wall of the castle. Right, and then yeah, it turns like, out that, yeah, the, he's in the same room as Bulma. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say like the, the like we kind of didn't really describe it, but like the Bongo Goku fight's really good, and if you yeah. do anything, just like look that up on YouTube because like yeah, it's yeah. good. This <laughs> this movie has a lot of really great action scenes, which is is kind of good for the purposes of us trying to get through this quickly, I guess, but is really bad for giving sure. us something to discuss. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just a lot of cool action. It turns out that all of them have met up in the king's throne room, and he is just sort of lurking in the shadows and he steps forward because the the curse of the blood rubies is uh continuing to sort of make his body morph and grow his eyeball gets like bigger than his head and i hate it yeah yeah so he's genuinely like, creepy now we've been able yeah. to tell he, he the entire Bongo. time that he's like a horrible monster but he's been in he's been in shadow this whole time so but which i'm not entirely sure why because it wasn't exactly a secret that he was this horrible monster yeah, it's it's weird. I guess just for um, moonlighting. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, I mean, he he was honestly scarier before he came out of shadow. But um, yeah. um, I like he he stops Bongo, and I'm like, whoa, he's just fucking dead. But then immediately after, it's a joke where she like where Pasta lifts Bongo up, and he's like, Bongo, are you okay? And he's just like right. flat. Yeah, he's flat like poster board, you know, like a Looney Tune. He does not yeah. respond, so I, mean, I he might still I be do dead. Think he's is dead. The thing. I mean, he shows up. Doesn't he like? Isn't he like kind of semi-conscious later in the movie? With is he? I, I think this is oh, the last remember. time we see him. I thought it was. No, but no, I guess he, we'll find out. He, he is in the end, but it could be his body. I don't know. Remember? Sure. I mean, like he's not flat anymore. I'll say that. Like, right? Yeah. The the king sort of punches down at Goku, and he sort of receives the punch, but he's getting pushed back, and he decides to do a kamehameha and blast him. And while he's it's charging up, cool. the king's belly starts to glow, and Bulma realizes that all the Dragon Balls are in his gut, other than the one they still have. So this is something that's awesome about this movie, is that Goku hits him with the Kamehameha, but it yes. essentially does nothing. It does nothing. And then it's... Bulma runs in, and this is the raw shit that anyone does to anybody in all of Dragon Ball. <laughs> she throws the last Dragon Ball into the king's throat. So that all the Dragon Balls are in his belly, and then she summons the dragon. Yeah, that is so fucking like, cool. It's, it's <laughs> so cool, and I, and I love that Bulma's the one that saves the day. She beats the bad guy. Yeah. This is, not Goku. Yeah. This is the coolest Bulma has ever been. It's fucking amazing. 
It's really, really cool. So, yeah, she summons Dragon and it rips out of him. And, like, really, he should be dead, but he's not because we see him later. But, like, this is... One thing happens that, like, the first time I watched the movie, it, like, almost ruined the movie for me. And I've gotten over it. But, like, my initial reaction to this is that when the building explodes... Yeah. It's a super quick shot, but there's a panty shot for Pansy. Yeah. And that... It's not made me very angry. It kind of yeah. like ruined the movie for me the first time I watched it. Like I mean, it's it's the blow has been dulled on further yeah. viewings, but like it's, and, it, it's, and it's like it's like yeah. a split second. But you have to think about that. Like someone animated that. Like someone had to draw that. Like it's not like an accident. Like it just someone purposefully drew this little girl who's like the most innocent perfect little thing and they just is like oh let's just show her panties off in a shot like there's no reason for it and they yeah. didn't need to be animated and i don't know why it people were just like oh it's funny i guess but it's i don't know it's not and she's definitely not being like sexualized or anything no and just, like, like, I, I, i'm, I'm scrolling through to find the scene you mean because I, I i sort of remember that happening but i is it a, oh okay yeah never mind it's like a still shot yeah you're it's right the, yeah it's when the explosion yeah. happens and like again like it's not that egregious it's a half second but the, just the fact that someone drew well, that it, it's a still shot so they could have posed her however they wanted like i could understand the excuse if it was like all animated and it was like well she's wearing a dress and she's like flipping but through the air e you're gonna, even that you know. excuse is like this isn't like an actual person flying through the air this is a drawing and they could draw it right. any way they fucking want to right exactly and they decided to draw her panties showing and i don't yeah I don't they, get they it. didn't need to do that i don't get it it's yeah they, they, they could have just posed her differently that sucks uh but yeah the the dragon comes forth out of the castle completely obliterates the king who well we'll get to it i guess uh, but everyone starts arguing over what to wish for because it doesn't seem fair that Bulma gets her wish. Everybody collected these Dragon Balls. And also, it's it's a little bit of the same thing we had with, uh, with Pilaf, where everyone's just kind of stunned for a while. Yeah, the dragon has the same sort of, like, I'm impatient. What are you wishing for? I want to go back to sleep. Yeah. And uh, Pansy cuts in over everyone's arguing and begs them to let her wish to restore her land to its former prosperity. Yeah. Which is a really good wish, and it's a better yeah. wish than underwear. <laughs> yeah, and, and everyone there who had, like, their selfish wishes kind of immediately realized that that's, like, the only yeah, like, fair thing to wish for. Bulma and Yamcha were about to say it, but as soon as she says it, they're like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, the, the dragon restores all the damage to the land and rips the blood rubies out of the ground uh, so that no one will, you know, come after them again. Yeah, he's like, hmm, well, it, well, there's your problem. You're infested with them blood rubies. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. These blood rubies are cursed. Get them out of there. They're called well, blood only, rubies. Well, not only are they cursed, but like, if, they're, if, the, if the blood rubies stayed underneath that village, they'd be open for attack again. Yeah, yeah. If you take the blood rubies out, there's no reason to attack the village anymore. You know, it does occur to me, because Curse of the Blood Rubies is the English name that they made up for this movie. I think the Japanese name is Legend of Shenron. Without that title, nothing about this movie makes it clear why the king turned into a frog monster. It's true. I mean, I, I, when I first watched the Japanese version, I was like, I don't really get what happened exactly. But then the English one, they make it really clear. And I'm like... Oh, yeah. okay, that's what happened. So, I wonder if it's, like, how a lot of Dragon Ball is based on Journey to the West, if this is, like, a well-known 
like piece of folklore in Japan that's like, oh yeah, of course the king's a frog man. I mean, it might just He's be the a metaphor for greed is the thing. Oh sure, it definitely is, yeah. but yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say too. Is that I think uh, so in Full Metal Alchemist, the uh, the bad guys are all named after the seven deadly sins, and most of them get killed off in the same way that like that sin gets punished in Dante's Inferno. Oh like, really? The, yeah, yeah, like, greed gets murdered by getting dunked in boiling oil, and stuff, and gluttony in Dante's Inferno gets punished by being force-fed snakes and rats until your stomach bursts, and, uh, in Full Metal Alchemist, he gets, like, Envy, who's a big serpent monster, like, tears out of his stomach for a bunch of reasons. I wonder if the dragon thing is supposed to be a similar thing? Where it's like, oh, that's, yeah, the, the gluttonous king got killed by... A giant serpent bursting out of his stomach. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. Could, that that could, might be a coincidence. I don't know. It sounds, it sounds like it could be either or, but it yeah. would make sense if it was a reference to that. The only yeah. thing is, like, he survives, though, is the thing. Well, so I think he gets brought back to life as a result of Pansy's wish, because there's no way he survived that. Look at him. Well, I thought it's just it's a cartoon show, and they just don't care, but... yeah. The same reason I, I th- I'm pretty sure Bongo is still alive. Um, yeah, but the, the king is back to normal, but he's still very hungry, and uh, Pansy just gives him an apple. He's like, oh, that's delicious. What do you call this mystical red orb? <laughs> She's like, it's an, it, it's an apple, dude. We're farmers. We, we, farm, we farm fruits. He's like, what a magical treasure. Clearly more valuable than any old dumb rubies. Wait, this thing's not cursed, right? Right? Kids, <laughs> it is get rid of all apples. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, happen. he decides to be a goodly king from and now we, on. And we see um, Pasta and Bongo, and again, Bongo's not like flat anymore. But there's also yeah. no reason to think he's alive. And Goku gives her back, gives Pasta back her coin that he she paid for the Dragon Ball. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, Which is, is pretty cool. Pretty good. Yeah. And. Uh, then, yeah, Goku hops on his Nimbus to fly off to his next magical adventure. I mean, Bulma yeah. and Yamcha hook up. It's pretty much just the same. But the the reason that um, Goku's leaving in this is to find his grandpa again. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't been told that it takes a year. Right, <laughs> they don't funny. establish the rule about the, the Dragon Balls. So he's just going to go try stone. to find his grandpa, and that's the yeah. end of the story. Yeah. Uh, and that's Dragon Ball... The Legend of Shenron, a.k.a. Dragon Ball Curse of the Blood Rubies. What do you think? As a whole, I really liked it. I didn't like all the bad stuff that was in Dragon Ball being brought back. I really didn't like that pansy panty shot because, like, like, the first time I watched this, again, like, I was kind of, like, mad the rest of the day. Like, it was kind of an extreme reaction. No, but I get it. Yeah, I know. I mean, like... I, I, because I, because I, when I first watched this movie, I was like in love with Pansy. I thought she was the most adorable little girl ever, yeah. and like she's such a great character. And then they just kind of like did that to her, and it made me mad. But yeah, um, so I, ignoring I think, yeah. the shitty parts of of that they added, they they kept back in, and then they added. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, I liked it. So <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I'm. I give it a seven. Uh, mm. I'm going to be the wet blanket here. Okay, sure. Um, That's fair. So, so here's the thing. I think I think this is just kind of an extension of the fact that on the whole of the three of us, I'm the most, like, 
like lukewarm on Dragon Ball on the whole. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like I've never seen this before, and I've I've only really been watching it for the podcast, and it's kind of like uh, I mean, I yeah, love chatting about I it with you too, but like, mm, seen, then yeah, I'm I'm not I'm actually a fan of this show so far. Sure, I don't blame you for that. Yeah, and like this, just it's just it's just Dragon Ball. They shuffled some bits around, but it's the same. It's the same thing. Oh, sure. Like absolutely. And yeah, yeah. like, listen, Pasta's a cool character. Bongo's kind of cool. Uh, Pat, you know, Pansy's neat, but like, all, but they're also like a handful of neat things about the show that are missing from this. So it's just kind of. Sure. I mean, if yeah, if you just want. It, it, the weird thing is, I can't even recommend it to someone who's like, well, if you just want an abridged version of the first 13 episodes, because like, right, right. they change so much, and there are things in those 13 episodes that are not in this that I'm sure will be relevant later. Yeah, like, I not to spoil too much, Emperor Pilaf comes back. Yeah, I kind of figured. Well, and, like, Chi-Chi yeah. and, and the Ox King are important. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I, 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 oh, I, I already know they are. Like, that's the thing is, like, I, we, right. we said this at the beginning. I know a decent amount about Dragon Ball purely through cultural osmosis. Like, right. not a ton, but relative to, you know, to how much someone should know about a show they've never seen, kind of a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. like, like yeah, I don't, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, th- th- this this movie definitely is kind of, again, I, I like it because I like the action scenes. They're cool looking and they are fun. well animated, and I, I prefer them to the, the show's action scenes, I think. But you are right that it's like... You need the context of the show to fully, like, get this movie, but also the show fundamentally makes this movie redundant. Yeah. So... I, 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 I would be very interested in, in, in hearing someone's opinion who've only seen this. Yeah. yeah that's that never going to happen. I guess the thing <laughs> I'll say, and this sounds like a non-answer, but it is the absolute truth of the matter. If you are a fan of Dragon Ball, and you have yeah. not gotten around to seeing this, you really should just bite the bullet and see it. It's like, what, 50 yeah. minutes long? Like, yeah. just take an hour out of your day and just give this thing a watch. Yeah. Uh, it's almost practically 45 minutes if you cut out the credits and the right. opening song, which is in this movie for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we kind of we I... didn't mention that. There's just the intro to the TV show Dragon Ball at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Which has Pilaf's castle in it and the, uh-huh. and the Ozaru and, like... Yep. <laughs> yeah, none of that's in here. I, I will say, too, um, I... I just sort of thinking about this movie and like how you could fix it and, and it, you're not even fix it but improve it oolong as a character is not super useful even in the show he is entirely vestigial in this movie i think if you cut him out completely it would make more sense and you'd have more time to spend on the good parts yeah, yeah. like if it was just goku and bulmar driving through the dark woods and then run into the wall of like Yamcha's fortress or whatever, that would be a better movie. You still have maybe, Master maybe Roshi Yamcha though. Is the the one thing. That's oh, you still have her... Master Roshi. I mean, listen, I think it goes without saying that if I'm doing uh, rewrites on a Dragon Ball script, step one is cut all the gross shit out of Master Roshi. Yeah, just make Master Roshi, Roshi just a cool martial artist master and not a gross person. Well, not even just um, a cool martial artist master. Like, that's the thing. I love Master Roshi when he is this weird old goofball. Like, you're just your funny grandpa who secretly also knows all the secrets of the world. Yeah. But yeah. then also they add the pervert element to him like, that I hate. Like if, Make if him you... goofy in another way. Yeah. Like, yeah. if, if well, you, he, he well, you wouldn't even need to invent sometimes. anything. Like, if you stripped away the fact that he's a creep, 
the fact that he just hangs around in a Hawaiian shirt in this island in the middle of right. God knows where with, with just a straight up like suburban house plunked onto this tropical yeah. island. He's got a giant turtle right. shell on his back and he's just going around wearing sunglasses. Like he's a fun yeah. dude, except he's just yeah. also a creep. Like even like leave in the thing where he can't ride the Nimbus cause he's not pure of heart. Just don't get into why. Just make it a funny thing, like, yeah, he's just this weird old man. Yeah, because he's, he's also kind I mean, of like... an idiot, and that's fine. That's funny. Yeah. <sighs> it's frustrating, and we're going to be voicing that specific frustration a lot in the coming weeks, because we've got a whole arc about Goku trading with him. <sighs> I, I will say this. I am at least looking forward to meeting Krillin. Apparently, you should be. I... Apparently, Krillin's not good in the beginning. Uh, he's he's kind of shitty in, like, the first episode he shows up in. Okay, cool. Because, like, I have a tendency to sympathize with, like, sort of the characters who uh, other people view as kind of useless and ancillary. Like, yeah. I, 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 you know, and, and like, just as an outsider, I've always kind of been drawn to Krillin. Because it's like, why would, you, why would you care about Krillin? I mean, he's the most powerful human, but, like, that means dick all in the universe, right? <laughs> right, right. But, uh... Yeah, but it doesn't mean, you know, he he's a relevant character early on. So, you know. We'll see. I, I think that'll be fun. I actually think a lot of the Roshi stuff will be fun because it's just him and Goku and there's no women around for him to be awful at. So, like, for a few blissful moments, we can be ig- we can pretend to be ignorant of the things that make me hate him with my entire being. I sure hope so. Yeah. Um, so I'm not even sure of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I that could totally prove wrong. I think there's something with some porno mags or something in these episodes. Oh, I don't boy. remember. See, that's. I think it's something where they they gotta bring him porn before he'll train them. I forget. Ugh. Yeah, but it's it's weird though, cause like, you know, uh, by that same token, like Bulma's kind of one of my favorite parts of the show, possibly yeah. my single favorite. So yeah, it sucks that she's, she's gonna just kind of go away for a while. Yeah, yeah, she does come back at least, so, you know. Uh, and, and she definitely has story arcs throughout the series where she is a very relevant character. So, yeah, it's, it's a shame she's gone for now, but she'll be back at least. Uh, but yeah, now that we've watched two different versions of the start of Dragon Ball, I think we're finally ready to get into the first World Tournament Saga. Excited. Wait, it, we, is it, should, it already, like, like this this training bit just goes right into the tournament? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they, they are basically training to enter the tournament. If I recall, yeah. Yeah, the, the tournament arc that kind of... I don't know if it was the first tournament arc ever in a shonen manga, but it was kind of the one that is the reason why every manga has a tournament arc. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think we're done here. Um, we don't have any questions, because I didn't ask for them, because I figured we'd run long, and we did. Emily, where can people find you online? Well, you can find me on audioentropy.com with other podcasts, such as uh, War and Beast and In Pursuit of Passions, which I just uploaded a new episode of. Uh, it's, uh, it's with Cameron from All Along the Watchtower, and it's about uh, his love of history. Um... And I've recorded another one in the works that uh, is going to be about uh, Luna, who is guested on Totally Reprise, and her transformation fetish. So All right. Fun. Cool. 
Mike, how about you? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at MikeLovesRabbit, and you can hear me on a show that all three of us are also on, uh, Teenagers with Attitude. So, yeah. yeah. Looks on that show? Uh, uh, I mean, I haven't in a while. I should be on the one coming out this week, or next week? I forget how that update schedule works, but I'll be back on soon. <laughs> uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. What were you saying, Mike? Oh, I was saying, yeah, it turns out no matter when we put the the recording time, it's hard to get everybody together. I'm... Well, honestly, we, we changed the recording time to Saturday nights, which I am usually wide open during. But then this month, I worked a bunch of overtime at my job, and it all fell on Saturday nights. So it was like, well, whoops. <laughs> and my new job makes me not be able to do Saturday nights, so. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, okay. we'll see how that goes. We should talk about this later. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can find me on some other shows on AudioEntropy.com, like Let's Place. Uh, a new Cosmic Call either went up recently or will be going up very soon, uh, depending on how fast I get that edited. And there's a bunch of shows that we're not involved with, like Transmission Radio, and All Along the Watchtower, and D-Comedy, and they're all great! You should check them all out. Go listen to a bunch of shit. Uh, and if you like this show, we're finally on iTunes! We finally got all of our ducks in a row, where the, the album art got correctly uploaded, and I submitted it to iTunes, and now you can go there and give us ratings and reviews. I'm gonna check real quick and see if anyone has yet. Probably not, it's early. Um... But if you want to go do that and talk about how great we are, that'd be neat. Talk about how much we suck, too. I'm not your boss. I mean, I'd prefer you didn't, but, you know, do what you want. Follow your heart. That's what <laughs> I say. Uh, I'm looking us up real quick before I sign us off, though. I want Luke's, to always, Luke's always saying follow your heart all the time. All the time I am. Home for, no, home for infinite losers. Where we got? Anybody say anything about us? Probably we got... Not. Probably not. No, we have two. Oh, Whoa, holy oh, cool. shit. Yeah. Oh, All right, thank you so much, yeah. listeners. Let's read them. I'm not going to promise we're going to read reviews every week, but we might now and then. We got one that says, three stars, misinformation oh. the podcast. Oh. Oh. I wanted to like this show, but man, they do not know their stuff. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so much misinformation and false rumors are said as fact, just in episode zero and one that I couldn't take it anymore. Oh. Wait, episode zero <laughs> where the whole point was for me to... Was that I didn't know the show and that you wanted to know what, what I thought was true what, as it, to establish a baseline? One of the hosts stated that he doesn't like to do research and it really shows. It's not a bad show, but it's not for me. Well, I did just say follow your heart. I did just say follow well, you your know heart. What? So. You know what? Fair enough. If he, if he doesn't like it, that's fair. Um, and then, it, it, it's a pretty, like, yeah. It, it's not a... I mean, if yeah, if you wanted to show where people are informed, we're talking about none of us claim to be experts, so and this, fair. <laughs> this one says, awesome, one star. And I was contacted at this one. The person that wrote it uh, uh, tweeted at us to apologize because they marked one star by mistake. <laughs> but the review is very nice. It says, everything on the Audio Entropy Network is great. I heard Aww. they were doing a podcast about Dragon Ball and had to check it out. It's been fun watching with and listening to this podcast through all the moments of Dragon Ball that I clearly don't remember from when I was a kid. It's been a, hilar a hilarious adventure so far, cringing about all the things I forgot about this show with our three great hosts. Aww. So that was a very nice one-star review. Thank you. They felt very bad about that. I told them don't worry because we had to collect the one-star review sometime if we're going to summon the iTunes dragon. <laughs> Luke, that's good. good it's job. weird that they don't let you like, change so that. That is very strange. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really appreciate that guy 
who yeah. didn't like us giving us a three star because like you yeah. people only review if they're going to give you a one or a five so you know what fair right. enough yeah, yeah. thank you actually yeah that's that. really you strange yeah. mm-hmm. so <laughs> it's, it's hey. strange to see a thing on the internet that just says meh yeah. <laughs> I like that one person gave us three stars and just said meh and one person said we were really great but gave us one star so it averages out to a meh <laughs> well, thank you. yeah thank you for both reviews and I really Hope appreciate it Hope Losers the most middle of the road Dragon Ball podcast out there <laughs> don't don't worry about the one star your words were were great enough that was very nice anyway with the first Dragon Ball movie behind us, our heroes move on to the second arc of Dragon Ball. Will Krillin be a cool, fun character, or kind of a weird jerko? Will the tournament arc be neat? I bet it will. Find out the answers to these mysteries and more on The Home for Infinite Losers. Guys, I, I really think the Blood Rubies might be cursed. Shit. 